0: Frustrated with the state of COVID-19 restrictions in California, parents have taken to bringing their children to sporting tournaments in Arizona. The state has a more lax approach to such gatherings. Citing comparatively low transmission rates among athletes at outdoor gatherings, many San Diego parents have decided to just let their children play. California is also losing much-needed revenue from letting these games slip out of state, something that the league leaders hope will make the state reconsider the rules. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Mark Ziegler, you're a member of the Sports Desk, the San Diego Union-Tribune, and you've been covering this story. Set the stage when did California parents finally decide to head to Arizona to let their kids play?
1: Yeah, I mean, this has been kind of brewing for the last couple months. Um, it started, I think, in July uh, when Arizona started to relax some restrictions, um, and it's really picked up. I mean, I, it's amazing amount of emails after I write something about youth sports I get from parents saying, oh, yeah, I was just in Yuma or I was just in Scottsdale. I just spent the weekend. You know what? One emailed me and said I had one kid in Phoenix and one in Yuma. I was shuttling back and forth. Another guy emailed me and said my seven-year-old played his first soccer game, which is a big moment in a kid's life and a parent's life in Yuma, Arizona. And, and uh, this is just the, the, sort of their, their bizarre alternative reality right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, like a lot of things with the pandemic, uh, you know, rules have changed. Can you walk us through kind of what forced parents to make this decision? Because it seems like people were expecting guidance from the state to allow outdoor activities, and it just never happened.
1: Right. So, you know, the lockdown started in March. And for the first month, I think most people, at least in the youth sports community, just went with them. And when they got into april they started to say okay what what are the protocols here for us to get back can we get can we practice but be distant and and so in june in san diego county they started to allow it but under the day camp protocol because there was no youth sports protocol and so they just sort of called their sports practices day camps and they did that all summer finally on august 3rd the state issued a youth sports guidance that basically said the same thing you can practice but you gotta be distance. Well, by then these teams have been practicing for two months. They were sick of distance practices. They wanted to start scrimmaging. They wanted to have contact depending on the sport. Uh, And so they just took it to the next level and they started to to go to these sports. Now, as as we've gotten to September, now in October, and there's still no updated guidance, California remains one of, I think, three or four states in the country that is not allowing any kind of contact among youth athletes or scrimmaging or games. Uh, They realized that Arizona was an option. And and for San Diegans, Yuma, Arizona is only two and a half hours uh, to the state border. Uh, They have facilities there. They have hotels. And particularly in baseball, it is just booming every weekend. There's a big tournament. And the majority of teams, well, 95 to 98 percent of the teams are from California. And of the California teams, about half of them are from San Diego. Mm -hmm.
0: And how big are these tournaments that are ongoing in Arizona?
1: So there's been some huge soccer tournaments. Uh, In fact, the one of the biggest soccer tournaments, youth soccer tournaments in the world is is held annually in San Diego in July and August over two weekends called the Surf Cup. And it's on two field complexes, one in Del Mar and one in Oceanside with more than 20 fields at each. Uh, That's been moved to Phoenix. And that's going to be in the last week of December, first week of January. They said that in the first week, they've they've set records for applications. That's what the demand is. Um, They'll get 400 teams for those kind of tournaments. Now, the weekend tournaments in, in Yuma, Um, they're some as small as 50 tournaments, but the last two weekends, there's been baseball tournaments, 125 plus teams. Uh, and these, and these people are drive, some of them start on Fridays and they drive out on Friday. Their kids do online school, uh, in the hotel and they play a game Friday afternoon or evening and they play Saturday. They play Sunday morning, early afternoon, and then they drive home. That's their weekend.
0: Yeah. And, uh, can you describe uh, some of the restrictions, if any, that are present when they play in Arizona?
1: So there, there, there are protocols, and the tournaments have long uh, web pages full of them and, and that they pass out. It's, parents are supposed to be distanced. Um, you know, in a sport like baseball, the players are generally more distanced than in than a sport like basketball that's indoors and much more close contact. Um, and, and there are protocols. But if you've anyone who's been to Arizona knows, like, the restaurants are pretty open. The bars are pretty open. Uh, I went to cover high school football there because they started high school football a couple weeks weeks ago, and the and the public schools are playing basically without fans. They had some parents, but that but basically without fans. But at a private school, Yuma Catholic, they had a, a, a nearly full stadium, um, and you know, I'd say maybe 70% of the people were in masks, but there were quite a few people who were not in masks among spectators. And that's just kind of how it is and in Arizona. I think they've kind of got a different approach than California, even though, you know, in Yuma, you're right on the border with California, but you, you go a mile in, in one direction or another, and it's a completely different approach to COVID. One, one is, is fearing it and, and trying to eradicate it. And one is, for better or for worse, is just sort of moving on with their lives.
0: Yeah, you're seeing that divide uh, among a lot of states, and it's certainly interesting to see our kind of federal uh, response to this. It's a certainly interesting way to kind of show this pandemic. But are are there any concerns that, you know, California will, you know, try to do something to stop this from happening? Because obviously, traveling is something that the state has tried to clamp down on.
1: Right. And so that's kind of the the pickle that they're in. I mean, there's sort of three issues here. One is is youth sports outdoor youth sports safe for the kids um and the second one is the economic impact and you can say well okay so they're not playing the tournaments here we don't care about economic impacts you know we're just trying to save lives but the reality is that a lot of this generates tax dollars the hotel stays for tournaments rental cars huge tax dollars restaurants just buying stuff at a convenience store there's a lot of taxes involved that come back into cities that create programs that help people that aren't going to be there. So there's that concern uh, as well. And then there's a the third concern of you've got this glut of people. I mean, I, when I went out to, to cover those football games in Yuma on the Friday afternoon, I was driving out there. I mean, I was driving in the freeway with a bunch of SUVs full with baseball and soccer families. Uh, and they're all going out there. They're playing these tournaments, going to restaurants. I, I talked to somebody in Yuma and said, our bar is packed. I mean, it's like it, it, it never has been. And then they're coming back to California, which could conceivably increase the spread. So those are sort of the three issues the state is dealing with, but the state's been really silent on it.
0: Hmm. And do you think this will finally get the state to start having this conversation and actually issue some guidance? Because at some point, people are just going to say, I don't care what the state says, I'm just going to have my tournament.
1: And that's starting to go go on already in Southern California. There have been reports, I've heard reports of a volleyball tournament in Orange County, um, uh, there was a basketball tournament that was supposed to be a uh, youth basketball tournament, was supposed to be in San Diego. It's called America's Finest City Tournament, and it was moved to Corona. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. The finest city tournament is in Corona uh, last weekend. Uh, there's one in two weeks, an outdoor tournament scheduled in San Diego um, among high school basketball players. So people are just doing it anyway. Um, the state is interesting. So yesterday and Tuesday, they released their guidances uh updated guidances they released one for theme parks they released one for professional sports spectators inside outdoor stadiums but they did not issue one for youth sports even though there was a lot of buzz a lot of reports even from the governor's office that it was supposed to happen and it didn't and that just continues to frustrate people uh you know uh the the uh, secretary of health and human services was asked about it on a, on a media teleconference yesterday and basically said you know it's an issue in my family my kids all want to play but we're we're really looking at it carefully, and and we're taking our time, and hopefully we'll have something soon, but he gave no timetable. And I think the frustration level among you sports leaders is so high right now that they're just saying, you know, come arrest us because we know you won't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's certainly odd how this approach has been taken because if you're an organization, you have the ability to enforce your own rules and also trace if there is an outbreak, while if you just let people do whatever they want unorganized, you could have unmitigated spread that way. So it's almost better to work with an organization than let it go, you know, sub rosa.
1: Right. And that's one of the arguments that the youth sports organizations have made. Uh, Another argument they made is is there's been a few studies locally and then one big, massive national study uh, by the University of Wisconsin's uh, School of Medicine and Public Health did it with 90,000 youth soccer players from 34 states across 10 weeks. And they found one case of team within a team transmission of COVID. Uh, And they said, look, this isn't foolproof. This is the best we could do, Um, but this is a study. So they've asked the state if if there's data or science that indicates that it is not safe for kids to play uh, and that they will spread the virus at a rate higher than they normally would within society, please show us that data and there's been crickets. And so I think that's added to their frustrations. Another thing is, and is, uh, we were talking about this off air, is these kids go to practices and they're supposed to be distanced. They're supposed to be in a little box and juggle a soccer ball and not interact with anybody. And then they leave the, the rec center where they're practicing and they walk by a basketball court where there's a five on five pickup game or on the adjacent field, you know, at five o'clock guys get off work and they're playing a pickup soccer game with 20 guys and completely unregulated completely allowed um no one's bothering them and they're saying well why why can't we do that and and we're part of an organization that's trying to do things the right way yet we're getting penalized and so i think the frustration level is just getting higher and higher and higher and again i think they're just gonna sooner or later just say look you can't arrest all of us so good luck
0: mm-hmm And you have a question from uh, Steven. He's asking, how do we get more visibility on this issue with the state? And he's describing that when he was in Phoenix, uh, uh, 11 out of the 13 teams were from California in this Arizona tournament.
1: Yeah, and again, I've been getting emails like that just just filling my inbox. Um, And, you know... They tried to do a rally that the the soccer leaders had a rally a couple weekends ago in front of the the county administration building on Pacific highway. And they had a few hundred kids out there with signs. A lot of the local media covered it. Our newspaper covered it. Um, There were subsequent rallies in Orange County, LA, Northern California on the last few weekends, there's one, some more planned this weekend. I think they get a little bit of traction. Um, But beyond that, the state, I think is just overwhelmed with so many requests for guidance um and and the other issue that's going on quite frankly for youth sports in the background is high school sports are supposed to start practicing football uh most notably on december 12th uh and i don't think we're anywhere near getting to the point where we can play a football game if you can't allow soccer players who are outdoors and really are are fairly distanced anyway to practice and scrimmage in their practice with contact and so I think that's in the background and there's been a lot of pressure from teachers unions about whether we should let this go forward in schools. And so I think they're trying to come up with a a protocol that will fit youth sports, but also be in line with what they wanna do with high schools. Uh, And right now it's not very promising. I mean, they've got seven weeks before the first practice and I I don't know how they're gonna go from where we are now to allowing full pad contact football uh, starting December 12th and, and play games in January, because you can't just all of a sudden you know, practice distance in football and start playing a game. Everyone will get hurt. You've got you've got to build up to that. And so, if they don't start, you know, in, in early December uh, with that, then I don't think they'll have a chance to play.
0: Yeah, one of the things that always kind of comes back to mind to me is that California, being such a large state with you know different climates, that seems to be one missing piece from our COVID strategy. Is that you almost need a different strategy based on. How indoors is a population? Because when you saw that summer spike along the south, that was because it was too hot to be outside. So people were indoors with AC and that recirculated air. While in California, we have so many different environments. It's kind of unfair to judge it all on one consistent you know, metric.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the other things too with youth sports that I think a lot of people maybe don't understand and, and people here just live it It's part of our lifestyle but you know, this is a $19 billion a year industry in the United States and the epicenter of that industry, not only in the United States, but the entire world for youth sports. I mean, we are way overboard in terms of what we do with our kids and the travel teams and all that is in San Diego and Orange County. I mean, this is it. I mean, Northern California too, but not like it is here. Most kids play, and not most, but a lot of kids play on travel teams. And we have such a diversity of sports because of what you just mentioned, the weather and the microclimates that allows us to be outdoors. Uh, we're playing lacrosse, playing field hockey, we're swimming, triathlon, you know, the soccer, football, basketball, baseball, um, you know, sailing, uh, swimming. I mean, you just go on and on, tennis, golf. We're good at all of them, and we're very, very intense uh, and committed to them, and parents are invested in this. Uh, and so uh, there's a lot of pressure on – On uh, that, you know, parents are into – in youth sports, their kids are into it, but the parents are also into it for themselves. There's a lot of gratification. Um, and uh, reflected glory is what what psychologists call it Um, and parents are missing that too you know not only the kids are missing their sport but the parents parents are missing that experience in the sideline uh and and the joy they get when they see their kids score a goal um or their team win or or they get you know a call from a coach who might have recruited them at a tournament I mean there's all that that's been missing and the parents want that back
0: Yeah, it's that loss of structure that we really lost this pandemic, especially here in California, that makes this so much more of an emotional issue than it would be normally.
1: Yeah. And I just don't know, you know, it's interesting. We talked to these tournament organizers. uh, One I talked to in in Yuma, you know, he's got a tournament basically every other weekend. Another organization has the opposite weekends. So there's a baseball tournament every weekend through the end of the year. And I said, so what what are you hearing? When do you think California is going to open up? And when will you kind of have to slow down your tournaments because they'll be played in in california and he said i'll tell you what we booked our facilities every other weekend through july and and we're just about to we haven't put them on our website but we're ready to go i talked to the guy from uh, surf cup sports who, who moved the surf cup to phoenix which is a big big statement you know given how big that is and what an economic driver that is in the community uh, and he said every tournament every event we have through memorial day we are talking to four uh, different states about moving all of them because we've got no direction of any time. We have no kind of optimism that this is going to change, uh, and so it's it's something's going to have to you know give here sooner or later. Whether they just start trying to play them here and and uh, break quote, quote unquote break protocol, or they they really take all this money and just continually take it all out of state.
0: Mm-hmm. And finally, if I'm a parent or a listener subscriber that has a question, what's the best way of getting a hold of you?
1: Uh, in probably my email, which is Mark.Ziegler, Z-E-I-G-L-E-R at SDUnionTribune.com. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at SDUTZiegler as well.
0: All right, Mark Ziegler, thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. As voters cast their ballots this month, check out our election coverage all in one place our elections dashboard that's san diego union tribune.com slash election dashboard all one word to support our journalism go to union slash subscribe until next time